Hello, my name is Kevin Fernando and I'm a GP partner at North Berwick Health Centre near Edinburgh and also Education Director for GP Notebook Education. In this COVID-19 update podcast, I'm going to discuss some very helpful and important recently published clinical guidance on the prevention of adrenal crisis during this COVID-19 pandemic. And notably, this includes not just our patients with primary adrenal insufficiency, such as Addison's disease, but also all of our patients on long-term steroids who are also at risk of adrenal crisis. Importantly, the authors remind us that anyone treated with prednisolone 5 mg daily or equivalent for longer than 4 weeks is at risk of adrenal insufficiency. So this guidance is very relevant to, for example, my many older patients on long-term prednisolone for polymyalgia rheumatica. Sick day guidance for those on long-term steroids was something I have to admit I perhaps neglected before the COVID-19 pandemic. So overall, this guidance has met some very important learning needs of mine. Now, this guidance was published during April in the European Journal of Endocrinology. I'm very grateful to one of the authors, Professor Stephanie Baldweg, for giving me 30 minutes of her time earlier this week to clarify some of the recommendations within the document, which were particularly pertinent to all of us working in primary care. Much appreciated, Stephanie. Now, the guidance begins with a completely understandable disclaimer that the recommendations within the document are based on expert consensus rather than an extensive evidence-informed review, given the rapidly evolving nature of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is true, of course, for most primary care COVID-19 guidance we are seeing recently. So as always, our clinical judgment prevails. So the first important point for us in primary care is that all patients with adrenal insufficiency are at increased risk of contracting COVID-19 infection, as well as having a higher risk of its complications due to the potential for an adrenal crisis to be triggered by the viral infection. All patients at risk of adrenal insufficiency should be educated in the use of sick day rules. That is to say, the need to increase their usual steroid dose during any intercurrent illness and also the need to self-inject hydrocortisone and call for emergency medical assistance in the presence of severe illness or trauma or when oral steroid therapy cannot be reliably absorbed due to, for example, diarrhea and vomiting. Now, usual advice for individuals with Addison's disease is to double their daily oral glucocorticoid dose during any febrile illness that requires bed rest and or antibiotics and to continue this increased dose for at least 48 hours post-resolution of illness. Adrenal crisis has a mortality rate of around 6% and if suspected, we in primary care need to administer 100 milligrams hydrocortisone IM or IV as soon as possible. However, the authors of this guidance have revised this usual sick day advice for those with Addison's disease with acute COVID-19 infection. For those with signs and symptoms suggestive of significant COVID-19 infection, such as fever over 38 degrees or a new or continuous dry cough, the authors advise that adults and adolescents should immediately take a double hydrocortisone morning dose 
and then increase their hydrocortisone replacement dose to 20 milligrams four times a day. This increased dose should be continued until the patient is afebrile and starts to show significant clinical improvement, after which hydrocortisone doses can be tapered down to double the usual dose and then normal routine doses can be resumed once the individual is fully recovered. If, however, symptoms and signs of COVID-19 infection significantly worsen, then patients should be counseled to contact emergency medical services and administer their 100 milligram hydrocortisone emergency injection IM. If this is not possible, they should immediately take 50 to 100 milligrams hydrocortisone orally whilst awaiting emergency medical assessment. As such, these individuals need to be equipped with adequate supplies of their oral steroid, usually hydrocortisone, uh, as well as be in possession of an up-to-date hydrocortisone emergency self-injection kit. And a close relative or friend should be confident with the injection technique. The Addison's Disease Self-Help Group website has helpful training videos to educate patients and their significant others available at www.addisonsdisease.org.uk. We should also remember to counsel individuals about good hydration even at night and also advise to report any reduction in urine output. Notably, asymptomatic patients who have tested COVID-19 positive, for example, due to family screening, these individuals do not need to increase their steroid dose. Additionally, all patients should be issued with a steroid emergency card. A recently updated UK version of the steroid card is available to download at www.endocrinology.org and usefully includes a QR code that healthcare professionals can scan to access detailed instructions on how to manage someone at risk of adrenal crisis. So what about patients on long-term steroids then without primary adrenal insufficiency? Well, the same principles very much apply here. We need to educate these individuals on the use of sick day rules. Here, Usual advice, as per Society of Endocrinology 2016 guidance, is to double their usual daily prednisolone dose during any febrile illness, again that requires bed rest and or antibiotics, and to continue this increased dose for at least 48 hours post-resolution of illness. However, the authors of this guidance suggest that in the presence of signs and symptoms suggestive of significant COVID-19 infection, those taking 5 to 15 milligrams prednisolone daily should increase their dose to 10 milligrams every 12 hours, and those on prednisolone doses greater than 15 milligrams should continue to take their usual dose, but take it instead in two equal split doses. Again, this should be continued until the patient is afebrile and starts to show significant clinical improvement after which prednisolone doses can be tapered down to double doses and then usual doses can be resumed once the individual is completely recovered. So once again, ensure that individuals have adequate supplies of prednisolone and also are in possession of a steroid emergency card. Similarly, if patients are unable to increase their prednisolone dose, they should contact us urgently for advice and we should consider administering 100 milligrams hydrocortisone IM promptly 
or even perhaps consider hospital admission. As always, our clinical judgment prevails. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. The Society of Endocrinology has produced a collection of very useful resources for managing a range of endocrine conditions during this COVID-19 pandemic, which can be found at www.endocrinology.org. So thank you for listening all and stay safe and stay strong.